episode number three. Elephant you're listening to the propane fitness podcast your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain with none of the gimmicks with your hosts yusuf and johnny simple rules dramatic results just like in a so the, i was at a wedding over the weekend <laughs> a wedding a wedding and we had to stand up and sing the mull of kintyre obviously by the beatles or paul mcintyre <laughs> um <laughs> In, in Love Actually style, so it was done as a surprise, like, the, as they were beginning the ceremony, then what, someone started singing, and then people started standing up in different places in the audience to sing this. Really complex tune, difficult lyrics, and I, I was just thrust into it, didn't know, wasn't there for a rehearsal, and just buggered it up. I'm just being advertised to you by YouTube for Moretti. Here it comes. What are you looking at? Paul McCartney and uh, Wings. You like Wings, don't you? I love Wings. I don't. Are you do so you can imagine someone... Someone starts singing. It's, it's quite romantic. Yeah. Unfair, though. It is. To not at least warn you. I had warning, but it was like, you're given a scrap of paper, like, two minutes, but they're like, right, you're singing verse 3B, and you have to jump in, and you're like, oh, what? So did you like, sing it? Well, I stumbled over it, because I was like, I didn't know the lyrics, forgot the bit, but I Nothing think... worse than forgetting the bit. Because everyone was stumbling, it kind it of had a, a sweet, a, like, sweetness about it, because everyone was like, oh, like, they're all just... What would have been to arrange funnier it. is if they just made everyone go around in a circle and say the next number of pi... Oh. So someone goes like three point one and then four. Yeah. One, five, yeah. three, oh, six, eight, two, nine. Is that right? Let's check. This is where you find out how weird. When you say let's check, is that because you think it might be right and you're checking? Oh or no, I got it because wrong. Because you've just reeled off some numbers and you think it, there's a chance it's that it's right? Three point one four one five nine two six five three five. And whoever stumbles has to pay for the wedding. Oh, can you imagine? See, it's because of this. Oh, no, I've lost it. Never mind. There's a... No. There is a pie song. But... I think trying to find it during a podcast is going to just upset everyone. So, hello. Hello. You la- you asked me last week. Mm-hmm. Um, when actually it was just moments ago. Just moments ago. What and that's because we batch record our podcasts. Sorry, guys, to Tell let you in on the uh, behind see the behind curtain. the curtain. Um, through the veil. Through the veil. Past the, the veil. <laughs> Can't see through a veil. Can you point of the veil? Oh yeah, true. So the yeah, you asked me what would I have on a billboard, and you said tape mouth. Tape mouth. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to last week's episode. It was a corker. It was about allergies. Um, it's a good question, because Tim Ferriss asks that to his people. Wim Hof said, breathe, motherfucker. That's great, isn't it? Mm. 
In a very Dutch accent. So what would yours be? Eat gluten. It wouldn't. It would be... <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's also a reference to the last podcast, which was a corker. corker. Go back and listen to it. So <laughs> don't, Maybe don't stop this one to go back and listen to it. Add it to your queue. In fact, if you're listening on the Apple podcast app, which is horrendous... <laughs> Go onto the app store and download a podcast app. Don't don't make people It's the blue one. Do <laughs> you can add things to a queue and it's much better. Yusuf just doesn't like convention. Do you like you, you... Microsoft Word, I've got a real vendetta for <laughs> the standard podcast app. You're okay with Excel though, aren't you? Excel's alright. Yeah, because Google right. Docs is a dick. Google yeah, Google I, Sheets. Sorry, I I I shouldn't have insulted Excel, Johnny, because <laughs> I I mean, to, to, to say it's all right to, a, to an accountant <laughs> who it underpins, lives and breathes Excel. It underpins financial markets, Excel. <laughs> like, it literally does. If, yeah. it, if Excel's wrong, if one day we find out that Excel's wrong... Oh, God help there'll us There'll be all. a financial crisis. Instant financial crisis. If, if like, the M-round function goes up rather than down. Because someone will have, have forgot to press auto-calculate on their, on their spreadsheet. They'll press calculate now realise that all businesses have gone into administrative that don't have enough cash, <laughs> to put it so, simply. I was listening to the old the podcast we did with Robin Ramage, also a corker. Go back and check it out, add it to your... But don't, don't do it now, do it later. Add it on podcast app. Um, Forward so, slash Yusuf. <laughs> to get your 20% to say that it's all right, we're not affiliated. Anyway, to, I'm not. Um, he was saying that yoga, finding it for him was like walking through a desert and finding a an oasis and it was so relieving and orange or and your analogy oh the blackcurrant one and your your analogy was yeah it's like when you've been trying to find a formula on excel for ages (laughs) and if you finally get it right (laughs) and suddenly the whole sheet works oh yes yes so that is actually one of the best feelings in the world (laughs) when you're getting hashtag na hashtag na and then suddenly and you remove a bracket oh and the, the little bing, yellow triangle with an exclamation mark. Mm. So the reason we're batch recording podcast today is because Johnny is away to Croatia soon. I'm going to take part in the new Game of Thrones. He's been recruited. I'm not really. I'm just going to Dubrovnik on holiday. Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik. Is and that how I, they speak? Probably not. I don't know. And then I'm off to mm-hmm. Thailand mm-hmm. Um, for uh, five weeks. So we may do some remote podcasts. One big but massage. One big massage. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start boxing and I'm gonna film it. Oh my god! Um, for Instagram, I've just shaved my entire body for that reason. For that reason, yeah. And I think he's going to get trafficked. Johnny thinks I'm going to get recruited and trafficked, and I'll... he'll be a mule, and I'll have to go get him. Oh god, it'd be awful. And I'll have to. He'll ring me while he's under a bed and say that there are strange men in the house, and then I'll say the next part's very important. <laughs> They're going to take you. And then I'll have to have an awkward conversation with the hijackers, tell them awkward I have a very, very particular set of skills. Kidnappers, not hijackers. Awfully sorry. Um, <laughs> I would be if you obliged. could just leave his laptop where you found it, that would be... Very important. I'll give you the cash for it, but there's, there's a lot of data. Important data. So what I realise is I'm going to have to learn Thai numerals. So... I'm Do gonna... they not just use normal numbers? So this is really clever, but what they do is they have two prices on products. 
One is the English numbers and one is the Thai numbers. The English numbers inflated. More expensive. That's incredible. Very clever. But I mean, surely it's illegal. I don't think they really care. But look how flipping complicated that is. As long as you have that saved down, which I imagine you do. Just use it as a reference. Soon, Myung, Song, Sam, Si, Ha, Hock, Jet. Back, Jet Back. Bet. Gao, Sip. That's it. That was perfect pronunciation. Zero to ten. <laughs> but the number, I mean, the lettering and numbers. So the, the other thing is, there is a temple nearby, which I'm very excited for. Might do a few days retreat there. But they do Sakyant tattoos, which is hand-poked tattoos with oh the, sim- with the um, Buddhist symbols on. Now, I think that's a one-way trip to hepatitis <laughs> because it's a wooden poker. And I can't imagine they'll use like a special disposable one. And yeah, they're not going to have different pokers, are they? And, and Thailand is like the, one of the highest prevalence places for hep B and HIV. So I think I'll pass on getting a tattoo... For- God's sake. For heaven's sake. Please don't get one of those. Fine. <clears throat> Purely for the safety. Get trafficked, by all means. They, also, they say on the thing, please bring a donation for the monks of 60 cigarettes. What? Which seems like a very unmonk donation. Yeah, that feels like... It's like being told that Santa Claus is an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. So it makes me think, like... Mate, is it a monk or is it just a dude in a... Yeah. Orange? Is it all just a house of cards that's designed to sell an idea? I think probably. They, they capitalised on the tourists. They thought, ah, oh, we, we know what tourists want. They want a spiritual-ish experience, but without having to actually do anything. Mm. Well, that's probably right, though, isn't it? They just know their market. Yeah, well, it's, it, I guess it's why so many people in, in the West have like a little Buddha statue. And you're like, who's that? I don't know. Some bloke. <laughs> thought it was nice. It's like, I forget the name of the place, but like a massive... Uh, the Vatican. Mm. I just can't believe how monetized it is. Is it? Yeah. Why not? Like, well, yeah, but it just feels a bit. I, I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. It just feels a bit wrong. Just how monetized it is. <laughs> I suppose it, it's kind of the case of like, once you monetize it a little bit, like you've already you broken well. that sacrament, so you may as yeah. well just go balls in. It's kind of yeah. The corridors are like full. Like it's. You can't move because of how many people there are, thinking everyone in here has paid the entry fee. And then there are shops intermittently throughout it. There's no Starbucks, though, is there? Or, or is there Starbucks? There's no McDonald's. Hold on. Are you talking about Vatican? The Vatican. The Vatican's a physical building, isn't it? Yeah. There's no Starbucks inside of it. Because the... there's Vatican City. Oh, okay. And then there's the Vatican. Is that right? Vatican, Starbucks, other forays by McDonald's. Not sure. <clears throat> anyway, oh, I got that right. Is there something else called the? No, no. You, you, you are. I mean, you've been. Oh well, this is what. It, but you know, you know what I'm like. But I'm, Don't you? I'm no better with geography. I didn't even do GCSE geography. Neither did I. The ditch that as soon as I could. I don't need to know where things are, man. Well, you just look it up. Uh, don't you? Choose a sat nav, in it. Okay. Mm. Here is a possible question. From Chinzia. How do you overcome... Mm, I'm starting to think. Johnny's still looking up the Vatican. <laughs> and Chinzia has a serious question for us. Is the Vatican a place? Is it a thing you can walk yeah. around? I'm not thinking about St. Peter's Basilica, the Sistine Chapel, 
the, the listeners Castel are... St. Angelo Apostle Palace I just sound like a moron Johnny everyone is burning to know <laughs> Kingsley's question and you're googling the Vatican <laughs> and I'm looking at Thai numerals <clears throat> so I'm basically I'm going to spend the Musically. next next five weeks just getting beaten up by a little Thai man and just kicking trees Trees? Yeah, I think they make you do that. Kick trees to condition your shins. With my now bald legs. Right, what are you doing now? (laughs) (laughs) I am terrible. Go on. Do you want to read the question? No. (laughs) Because it'll get you off your phone. Please don't make me read the question. He's he's texting someone now. (laughs) Absolute disdain for... The podcast listeners. Yeah. <laughs> right, I wrote my text. Okay. What do you want me to do? Hello, Johnny here. Just a short interruption to this episode. I know what you're thinking. This show was brought to you by none of that. Trust me. We have something completely free, something to give you today. So we're aware that. You guys who've been listening to our podcast, you've heard before us talk about the show notes and other places to go to download things from propanefitness.com. But we want to give those of you who listen to our podcast something completely different, something completely unique that we don't provide anywhere else. So we want to give you something that is actually a membership area or a membership portal where we have loads of free goodies, some downloads, some things to watch, some trainings, and some free presentations that we want to give you all bundled together completely free. All you have to do is go to propinfitness.com forward slash gift. There's no email opt-in. There's no enter your email and receive this. It's completely obligation-free. You just enter your email, enter your username, rather, and your password, and then you'll be sent login details. So completely free. In there, we have some training on the 3i formula. That's the framework that we use with all of our coaching students and loads of other free goodies. So that's propinfitness.com forward slash gift. Head over there now pick up your free training and we hope you enjoy hope you enjoy the rest of this episode and we'll speak soon oh, here we go here's a possible cue for tomorrow i've not actually read it myself how to overcome mental barriers and or how to recruit the muscles correctly during back squats i recently failed a pb attempt at 85 kilos i think i get scared or don't know how to recruit the muscle i was able to do split squats at 92.5 in january and leg presses up to 180 kilos even though these things don't translate one-to-one into back squats, I still feel I should have more more strength than just 82.5 for a back squat, especially after another three blocks of training. 82.5. I've just done split squats with 92.5. Yeah. Like a barbell. I mean, that, <laughs> well, it's not going to be 92.5 kilo dumbbells or mm, that. True. In, no, no, it's definitely not dumbbells, is it? Because otherwise they'd have to be... You dividing that 40, by two. 46.25 kilo dumbbells, which I've never seen in a gym. Maybe she's got them, but... Unless it, there's some kind of... Still flipping hard, like... Yeah. Splits, I... I right, go, right heavy, that, isn't it? Oh, like, I'm a, I'm a little fairy with split squats. Like, I think the most I've ever done is, like, 30 kilo dumbbells, and that's... Oh, that's a lot. And it's hard, yeah. Like, it's... It's unstable, it's nasty. But then 92 loaded by a barbell is also crazy. Mm-hmm. It's going through one leg. And your back leg's just up in the air somewhere. Well, up, hopefully up on, on the, something. Up on a bench, yeah. Very I mean, if it's just balanced behind you <clears> up in the air and you're holding it there, that's really impressive. It would look weird, wouldn't it? Uh, it's not It's not possible, is it? Physically possible? Mm, maybe. Think, yeah, well, you'd have to do it more like a pistol well, squat. 
just mechanically, yeah. Also hard. Very Mike Boyle. So, so how to recruit the muscles properly during a back squat. So I think in Chinzia's case, she's saying that essentially she has strong legs, but they don't. that doesn't translate into her back squat numbers and that there's probably a mental barrier or recruitment issue going on. I think you're probably right, Chinzia, that something is holding you back. <clears throat> Most likely is... So I think with back squats, people often pussy out of them as they approach the hole because there's the sense of if I fail this rep, I'm going to get squashed. And so they cut their depth or they don't push as hard. And the nervous system does this the same way as when you set up for a deadlift. If your grip doesn't feel fully stable, fully solid, your back and your glutes are just not going to pull as hard as they should. So this is why straps will will give you an artificial increase in strength. In, or in numbers on your deadlift, even if grip isn't necessarily a, a, a problem or a limiting factor, because it means that it completely takes it out of your concern, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. then you can just go completely balls to the wall with the deadlift. So this, I think, is just an example of... You obviously have general strength in the lower body across... as you, It's leg press and split squat right at the T-lift. Yeah. Um, it's just a case of translating that over to what is... What is ultimately quite a complex, very specific skill, um, which for a lot of people takes, I, I think, a lot longer to learn than you would initially think. Mm. So, I, I mean, the number of times that I've totally overhauled my squat technique, that even now I'm still tweaking with it and still learning it. I mean, I used to squat basically in middle splits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So uh, the point is, is that I think it's it's not to do with um, I, I agree that there should be a bigger number there, especially if you're split squatting 90 kilos. Um, I think it's a case of breaking the, the technique down, going back to loads that are very comfortable and relearning the movement. And often going back and doing that will lead to a different recruitment pattern rather than saying my technique is as it is. Let's do more glute activation and hope that fixes it. I'd far rather go back to the basics, relearn it with a few drills and let the, the muscle activation take care of itself as the new technique takes shape. Um, ultimately, because, you know, I think adding glute activation drills on top of a squat that is, I'm not saying you have poor technique, but doing glute act, do back, doing banded drills and then doing the same squat, I don't think is necessarily going to suddenly boost your squat from where it is now. Strength is very much a skill, as you said, mm. as well. And I think that approach would work for any problem any issue like this so we've had a similar question from people saying you know i've got a strong dumbbell bench but it doesn't translate into my regular bench press or whatever it is that doesn't translate into a specific movement and the fact is specificity does matter um you do have to just train the movement that you wanted to get stronger in especially if you've got latent strength because the muscles themselves are strong but they've just not been used to working in that particular pattern but we also need to address <clears throat> are there any mobility issues, any mechanical mm-hmm. hindrance to you being able to hit the positions in that in that uh, movement? And if there are, then your body is not going to feel safe in that position, and so it's going to hold back. So if you have, for example, very poor hamstring mobility, and as you approach the bottom of a squat, um, things start to move towards their end range, 
then your body's not going to feel safe there. And a, a muscle is not strong at its fully stretched position. A muscle is most strong when it's almost fully flexed. So that stuff is all important to bear in mind. I think... Um, wow, I just had a massive mind blank. Me too. I had, a, I had such a good point. <laughs> and you know why I've forgotten? So as we're looking out the window, there's someone sat in there... You probably won't be able to see them. Someone sat in their living room drinking a cup of tea, staring at a set of steps that they've got in there, what I can only assume is their kitchen. And I'm just wondering what was going on. And I thought, I'll say that next. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder what that guy's doing. Mm. Um, and then you stopped speaking. I was like, oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, shit. I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. So, we're talk- oh, I've got it. Yes. <laughs> um, so... One of the easiest ways to to see if you have any kind of inefficiencies happening with your technique are to film your squat from the front, the side, and the back. One of the things to look at from the side especially is, firstly, is the bar traveling up and down in a single, in an up and down line with no side-to-side movement from, from the perspective of that video? So if you're tipping forward or tipping back, then there's an inefficiency in your technique. You're doing more work than you need to. So you want that line to be as up and down as possible. You also want that line to be roughly over your midfoot as much as possible. If those two things are the case, so if you would watch you know, some of the best squatters in the world, it will be a almost perfect line over their midfoot. And it doesn't really matter what's happening aside from that because you can be sure that you've probably got the most efficient technique possible. The rest of the body will fall into line yeah. when that happens. <clears throat> so the what you end up seeing is, oh well actually, you know, out of the out of the bottom of the squat or out of the hole, I'm drifting backwards or I'm drifting forwards or I'm losing it at the top. And you start to see a different aspect to your squat rather than just filming it and thinking, that doesn't look quite right, but I don't really know why. If you film from the front and from the back, you then start to see any peculiar patterns with your knees or your hips. Sometimes there's shifts that happen side to side, especially when you film from the back, you may find that you're drifting to one side. For example, from the front, you may find that your knees cave in, whereas you want your knees to track over basically the center of your foot, essentially. So you want your knees to track in a straight line with no lateral movement over the middle of your foot. So over the your like second or third toe. And all these things, if you're checking for them and you know what you're looking at, suddenly it, it becomes not this question of my squat feels bad. I don't really know why. It's my squat feels bad and it's a knee tracking issue. My hips are shifting. I'm losing my balance. My weights are not centered correctly. And that becomes then a very specific fix that can either be technique or drills to, to solve the problem. Finally, activation. This is, and particularly Chinzia, because you are a woman and women have a greater Q angle, which is the angle of the femur relative to the hips, relative to the pelvis. So there is more chance of valgus knee Mm. during a squat. This is particularly important for you. Now, activation, sometimes it's a very uh, woolly kind of wizardry um, field, I find. But the best way to do it is test, retest, see how you feel. Sometimes it, and I, I definitely have got this feeling, and I think this is why I've been predisposed to back injuries, is... Sometimes I feel like my lower back is working in isolation to the rest of the body or my body's kind of a, a bunch of independent parts that have just been stuck together. And sometimes this, is, this just happens from having gluteal amnesia, as Dr. Stu McGill puts it, <laughs> um, 
where you've been sitting down for a long time and your glutes kind of turn off or you've just not developed the correct motor patterns or you've been doing a lot of isolation movements and you've not really been able to create a cohesive kind of athletic style of movement. But what you can do to improve that, especially with your knee tracking, is glute bridges, bird dogs, where you're on all fours with your lumbar spine neutral and you extend your contralateral arm and leg, holding the glute, holding the glute as tense as you can for 10 to 15 seconds and then repeat. So um, if you're not sure what I mean by the, that terrible audio description, then search on YouTube for bird dogs. Also, something I discovered recently, and it seems to be um, really well acclaimed with the results, with the testimonials, and I've had a, um, a quick look at an interview with the guy as well called Eric Goodman, who has something called the Foundation Series. He started off training as a personal trainer, became a chiropractor, um, but not a very not a woo-woo one. He seems pretty um, pretty competent and pretty well versed in his biomechanics and doesn't he, he's not a magical thinking chiropractor, which you sometimes see where they say that the spinal adjustment will cure everything, including asthma and stuff. But um, he's much more grounded in biomechanics, saying you're the one that needs to do the work. And he's got a series of movements that will improve your ability to recruit your entire posterior chain as a single unit. And loads of people are saying that it's cured their back pain after doing it for just a couple of weeks. I did it this morning. I've never felt my posterior chain activated or on fire as much as I have doing this process. So I'm going to do it for the next few weeks and I'll report back. How long does it take? 11 minutes. Okay. Might be something to do pre-training then. Oh, yeah, you could do it pre-training. You could do it as, um, you know, I would say if you haven't got time to add this in, in part of your morning routine or whatever, then look at your lower body training program. Let's say you've got calf raises or hamstring curls or something in there. Just take that out and substitute it in with this. Mm. Now you've got no excuse not to do it because you would have done that. You would have spent that time anyway doing whatever. I think like a deadlift and a squat done with a a pattern of activation that's correct. So someone who's using glutes, hamstrings, quads correctly in a squat or deadlift can probably get away without a lot of assistance. Yeah. So if the volume's sufficient, so you're saying like if you can learn to use those muscles better, your lifts are going to go up. You'll be in less pain. And, and you won't need your assistance exercise as much. Lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you're, you, you're getting a more complete movement. And yeah. You're hitting the muscles in the ratios that they should be hit. Yeah. yeah. Because you'll be able to lift more weight, you'll get more, theoretically more of a stimulus from that. So I should say as well, you know, Stuart McGill, again, talk, looks at the activation patterns of people's backs and glutes during <clears throat> loaded movements, so during deadlifts and squats. And ironically, the people that have back pain are the ones that recruit their back muscles, the spinal erectors, more mm-hmm. during a deadlift and so on than their glutes. And they activate back before glutes. The, well, back switches on before glutes yeah, switch on. exactly. Pretty interesting. What do you do about that, though? So Panic, you, you cry. Know, <laughs> you, you overcome the gluteal amnesia. You get Got it. So, so the, the Stu McGill big three are curl-ups, so lying on your back and doing a, basically a crunch, um, but not, not rolling over your lumbar spine bird dogs and cat camel and glute bridge there's four four there what three of them are are his big three and then the other one is like an assistance i think i've the thing about women having more of a a tendency to have a valgus knee which basically is the knee moving in past the midline right yeah so i've seen i mean some of the strongest women in the world still have valgus knees Mm. 
And I, I think there's part a part of it's anatomical. You just, yeah, you know, there's a. I think, but part it, of it, if you're wearing UGG boots and uh, you have no muscle to speak of, and you're just kind of, <laughs> it's you're certainly not helping yourself by doing that. Yeah, I think like a lot of the benefits I've ever felt from any activation style work has been right before I I do the exercise. Definitely, I think, like it, it gets you moving correctly for that movement, yeah. and you train it better. So to me, it's an awareness thing. I think mm. if I if I you know after you do ten minutes of glute drills you then go squat as soon as you squat you immediately are aware of your glutes contracting just because of that that recency effect and then the training effect you're getting from the squat is better exactly you're ingraining a correct movement pattern rather than if you do your activation at a different time and then it, it kind of wears off so to speak mm-hmm. then when you're training your squats you're just falling back into old patterns and actually it's quite insidious because you're then practicing the bad patterns yeah and that's why Juji Mufu, who came on the podcast a few months ago, I don't know, hopefully he didn't come on the podcast, but um, <laughs> he, he said um, never to, to, to always stay fresh when you're training tumbling and gymnastics and tricking. Mm. And do, it's better to do five or six 20-minute sessions during the week than it is to do one three-hour session. Because as soon as you're exhausted or you're getting any fatigue when you're training movements like that, you're only going to be drilling bad movement patterns yeah you default to the well it's like the last rep of a set of 10 is very rarely technically perfect technically technically perfect technically perfect technically um uh, weirdly i've noticed this i've had quite a few clients say this is that when they train something like a squat or a deadlift when they've got a little bit of doms they often find the session goes better just because they're more aware of the muscle contracting when there's a slight twinge not it's not painful but it's it's like, okay, when I tense my glutes, I feel that. I know that they're... Yeah. <laughs> and they find that there's, you know, the session's much easier to manage. That's so interesting. Mm. So to answer your question in a succinct way, I would say back back to basics and try and reel in the movement and just establish, because Chinsi is a client, we can, we can do this with her. Mm. Um, and she's very good with sending us her technique videos as well. Yeah. Yeah, so well, she's, um, she just follows the program, doesn't she? And see, it's has funny consequently got really good results. The clients yeah. who just follow the program <laughs> get the best results. The ones who are constantly tweaking. It. So, what what I love about Cynthia's question, sorry to interrupt, but no problem, is she's asking this question of saying, "Look, I have this problem trying to follow the program. Please help me overcome it." Not, mm. I didn't like it, so I changed what I'm doing. It's like. I know that the ultimate goal is to follow the program correctly. Yeah. And so please help me achieve that. The, the thing is, is actually, actually following the program is really difficult to do. <laughs> and I, I, I know that sounds like an odd thing to say, but actually completely getting out of your own way is probably the best thing that works. The best thing you can do for your progress that works so predictably but is but requires such a level of like being able to totally let go of a process that is taking you to an outcome that you're desperate for emotionally invested in mm. and saying I totally put my trust in this person is really difficult to do well we'll have to link to your video on staying stupid so that's it that's it the more moronic you can be <laughs> and just look at something and go well those are the instructions so obviously I follow the instructions what do you mean I wouldn't follow the instructions why would I do that because as soon as you start, and we're saying this from experience, like we've both tried to follow programs. And then tried to fuck with them. Meddled with them. And then you get, you're in this place where it's like, well, it didn't work, but I don't know why. I don't know whether it was my like 
retrofit additions <laughs> or whether it was the program. There we go. So, yeah, so we'll break it back down to basics, see what's going on, get some videos from the front, the side and the back. And then based on what we see from that analysis, we can, we can make changes. And that's actually, I think, something that people, there's a misconception that people have, which is that online coaching prevents that, that kind of improvement. They think that, you know, I'm not going to get better at technique. I'm, they're just going to give me a program and advice. Actually, oh. I think it, it puts you in a position. Because there's an ongoing sense of accountability and improvement. In fact, like, I, I've seen incredible changes in all of our the clients in their form mm. because they've got this iterative process going back and, and the same in my, in my own form with, with my coach. That, yeah, me too. You know, well, I've totally overhauled my bench press and added 10 kilos. What did you hit recently? 160. Lovely. But so, so like, cause what, silly. what, a, what an in-person PT would do would have to do is video the set. And as soon as you're looking at a video, there's no difference to an online coach. Yeah. So, from multiple ang- yeah. angles as well. So it allows us to... An in-person coach can only be in one place at one time. There it is. Mm. Whereas we are... <laughs> That's a word? bit of a harsh criticism because <laughs> an in-person coach can also walk walk around to a different angle. Yeah, but we can do that virtually. No, 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 no. So much cooler, so much more space age. All right, guys, hopefully that was helpful for all of you, especially Chinzio. Love you, Chinzio. She came up recently and stayed with Joe. Stayed overnight and then walked to Berwick. She is the number one <laughs> on Johnny's Fitbit ranking leaderboard. Yep. She's got, flip, what was it like, I can't remember the number of steps. It's lots. It was like 250,000 steps in a it week. It probably won't still be on Absolutely there. But it was mental. Yeah, we were doing a, a presentation and the topic of Fitbits came up. I checked the leaderboard and, and I just couldn't going. believe it was, I think it was close to. It might have even been close to two two hundred thousand. Just smashing it. Well, friends, here we go. That's Cynthia. So this week it's one hundred thirty three thousand three hundred seven. She's still on the top of the leaderboard. Last week it, I thought it was two hundred forty thousand. Probably. Anyway, absolute athlete, just a machine. K, bye, Dad. K, bye, Dad. Hey, Johnny again. Hope you enjoyed that episode of the Propane Fitness Podcast. Just a short reminder, if you're listening to this, driving in your car, and you're thinking, man, I really wish I had a reference that they made in minute five or ten or whatever to that thing that they were talking about. Well, we we put together show notes for these podcasts every single week. We give you timestamps. We give you links to things we talk about. And we also give chances to grab free things bonuses etc so head over to propanefitness.com and grab the show notes for this episode over there also if you want to be notified of these podcasts when they come out if you want free subscribe subscriber only benefits stick your email address in and grab our free downloads one of the many free downloads if you go to propanefitness.com and the homepage. There's a big red banner on the top of the website. Pick up that free ebook, that free download, and we'll send you emails whenever a new podcast is available. Just one short reminder as well. As you are a podcast listener, you have access to our exclusive free gift that is available nowhere else. And that is at propinfitness.com forward slash gift. Shh, shh.